0: Welcome, everyone, to the Carolina Outdoors. We're going to talk a little bit about holding your breath. But first, let us introduce ourselves the outdoor guys from Jesse Browns. I'm Bill Barty, and he's. I can breathe again. It's Wes Lawson. <laughs> Listen, we're going to learn about holding your breath and doing it safely and properly and all of that sort of thing. Because uh, what we're going to learn about is one of the uh, uh, most ancient of sports. But is it a sport or is it a vocation or do you do it for survival? Uh, Many years ago, people would go deep to gather food or maybe treasures to use in trade But freediving is the topic that we're going to talk about on this segment of the Carolina Outdoors. And when we talk about freediving, we bring on our friend Joe Sheridan from Waterman Survival to learn a little bit about it. So let's welcome him right now. Joe Sheridan, welcome to the Carolina Outdoors.
1: Hey guys, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Appreciate it.
0: It's, it's fantastic to have you on here, and listen, thousands of years ago, people were holding their breath and going into the water for food, for goods, for trade. Um, maybe swimmers, military people dismantled armadas by going underwater for extended periods of time, and then there are other people who just took a dare, made a bet, and then they went deep. Talk to us a little bit about free diving and what it is here in 2021 during modern times. Will you define it for our listeners?
1: Sure. Uh, so freediving has been around for, for thousands of years. I mean, our, our ancestors have been holding their breath and submerging below the surface for, for a long time for, for various reasons, kind of like you described. Uh, the reality is, is that, that uh, humans, uh, we, we have this natural ability to hold our breath. Uh, somewhat similar to that of like a marine mammal, uh, we have what's called the mammalian diving reflex. And we were born with it. It's part of our genetic code. And whether you want to believe it or not, we have it. And, and one of the things we teach in our classes is we teach people how to to trigger that reflex to make holding your breath more comfortable uh, and also physiologically change your body so that it can be safer uh, while you're holding your breath underwater, of course we never dive alone. You know it's one of the biggest things we teach. If you're holding your breath and you're going underwater, you always want to have a trained buddy with you. But you also want to have a good understanding of uh, uh, of that reflex and how it how it can protect you if uh, if there's a breath hold related emergency, but also make it more comfortable for you. so, so nowadays people are using freediving for all kinds of things, whether it be spear fishing or. Or uh, performance training for for other other sports outside of just being in the water.
0: Swimmers. Oh, well, uh, now we got to talk a little bit about that. And I'm gonna jump in, Joe. I'm not gonna make you be an evolutionary scientist. <laughs> I'm not gonna make you do that. You are an Fii trained, uh, a certified instructor in free diving. But back to the evolutionary science, many scientists do say that being in the water. It has been a part of our evolutionary process as humans. Um, mm-hmm. Is is that is that kind of what you're referring to? Is maybe we came from the water, and that's in uh, holding our breath is is natural, or maybe even breathing in water is one of those way back. Things? I saw that Kevin Costner movie too. Was <laughs> <laughs> that Waterworld? <laughs> is oh. what do you think about that?
1: As, far as the evolutionary process i'm sure i'm you know that i'm sure it stems a little bit from from that for sure and of course we we are we live our life on land but the the, the reality is with the the dive reflex although it's not as strong as what a marine mammal uh or marine mammal is we we do have the capability of it um you know for example uh, a, a baby when it's born has a very strong diving reflex the an infant, uh, within you know, a few days of being born, if you, if you rest the baby in the water, the baby actually knows to hold, hold its breath. And over time, as, as we evolve and life goes on, we, the reflex is always there. It's just we lose that uh, initial trigger to trigger the reflex. Um, so, wh- again, one of, the, one of the most powerful things of our, our courses, and, and lots of courses out there, not just mine, is is showing people what they're what they're naturally capable of, and people say, "Oh, you can hold your breath for minutes." And they're like, "That's crazy. It's actually, it's not that crazy. It's super attainable. You just need to know how to to change your body to do it, and also do it safely."
0: Well, I'm glad you brought that up. We need to talk a little bit about Waterman Survival. It's a breath-holding training organization that you lead. But you're an FII, Free Diving Instructors International certified instructor, um, and that organization, the FII, is you know has an international reputation. Uh, based here in the United States, it was founded by 13-time world record holder uh, or free diver uh, Martin Stepanek. Tell us right. uh, tell us about um, uh, the world record part of it, the sport of freediving, because there are different versions of it. Some people do it for a living. Some people do it for sport. Some people do it for survival. Um, talk to us at first, I guess, about the sport part of things.
1: Sure. So, so Martin is uh, one of the founders of modern day uh, education and freediving. He is a 13-time world record holder. He's from the Czech Republic and he's lived here in the States he actually is based with his wife in Kona Hawaii Um, and uh, freediving instructors international is the largest freediving education in the United States Um, he was a great competitor a phenomenal athlete in in the sport of freediving various athletes men and women uh, train on specific disciplines Uh, constant weight, which is just free diving while while kicking either with a monofin or bifin to a certain depth. Uh, They also have no-fins discipline where you're also going to depth but not wearing fins. Um, And then they also have uh, uh, pool-specific training, which we have uh, static apnea, where you're holding your breath as long as you can, and then dynamic apnea, which is where the athletes are swimming lengths of the pool either wearing fins or without fins. Uh, Again, everything on a breath hold. The, the freediving competitions have really uh, evolved in the last several years, and um, there's some phenomenal athletes coming from all over the world. Um, the, the competitions are kind of coming back now from COVID, from being kind of the world shutting down, but everything's starting to come back. And uh, those competitions are set up with uh, the, uh, the best safety that, that exists out there. and you know, People are going for national records and world records, and that's more of a competitive level. But the majority of the world that's in freediving is doing it recreational, uh, recreationally. Um, and obviously spearfishing has really taken off uh, in, in, in so many different parts of the U.S. and Europe. Um, and, and the need for education is, is really important because really anybody can go buy a spear gun and jump in the water and, and shoot fish. But that's not really a, a good way to do it because if you don't know what you're doing and you don't know how to be safe, you don't know how to deal with uh, you know, the, the, the wild that exists in the ocean – Um, it's just not a, it's not the best way to go about it. So that's why freediving education has been so important uh, for people getting into spearfishing.
0: So why don't we talk about those dangers and how you help students overcome the dangers inherent in this activity in the sport?
1: Sure. So, you know, part of the education is just starting with you know, the basic signs and symptoms of hypoxia, that the reality is, is when you hold your breath and you go underwater, you're in some state of hypoxia. Hypoxia is just a low level of oxygen. You know, in our everyday lives, we deal with hypoxia. If you go for a run or uh, if you got your, uh, your gear bag from your truck to your boat, you know, you're, you're, you're basically utilizing oxygen. When you repay that oxygen debt, uh, you breathe, you inhale, you exhale. But when you hold your breath and you go underwater, your O2 levels will start to go down and your CO2 levels will start to go up. And until you get another breath, you're in some state of hypoxia. And understanding the various levels of hypoxia is really important. So understanding the feelings that uh, a free dive athlete would have, uh, as well as as a safety diver, what you would look for if a victim is having, uh, experiencing higher levels of hypoxia. So what that does is it helps, uh, it helps keep people understand what to look for and what to feel, like what, what is the safe zone and what is not. And if something were to occur that was unsafe, to be absolutely ready to assist a victim that would potentially have a breath-hold-related emergency. So it is a big wake-up call on, on how easy it is to, re- to save a life, but it's also a big wake-up call on how to prevent uh, you know unnecessary accidents while holding your breath. And, and the biggest thing is just never dive alone. Whether you're in a pool or the ocean or wherever, you never hold your breath and go underwater, ever. And that's, that's the biggest thing that we share.
0: Now, when you're taking your students and your, and your swimmers with you out in the water, are we using weights to get down deep? How are we getting down to those, those depths? Because, you know, your first level course is, what, 30 to 60 feet deep? And then beyond that, we're getting to 132 feet?
1: Yes. Yeah, so the entry level course is 20 meters, which is 66 feet. And uh, entering into the second atmosphere of pressure, um, it, it's not it, what we teach about weighting is how to properly weight yourself. The weight is not what's taking you down. What's taking you down is what we call water entry, and then a proper kicking technique. So between the surface and ten meters is what we call the positive buoyancy zone, and 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 you should be properly weighted so that you're always positively buoyant, floating in that range, and. What we also share is that uh, most blackouts occur at the surface or just below the water in in shallow water up to 15 feet. So knowing that that's the danger zone if something were to occur, at a minimum we want to make sure that we're properly weighted so that our body comes to the surface, which will, will assist in the rescue. But also if you don't have the best buddy in the world, at least the body comes to the surface. If you're overly weighted in that zone and something were to occur, then the victim is just going to drop to the bottom and and then they're limiting their chances of survival. So proper weighting is, is uh, part of the education of the course, and uh, and technique is what allows you to kick through the positive buoyancy range where you start to enter into neutral buoyancy and then into negative buoyancy.
0: Joe Sheridan joins us here on the Carolina Outdoors with Wes Lawson. I'm Bill Barty. He lives in Wilmington, North Carolina by day. He travels up and down the eastern Coast as an action sports rep, including Jesse Brown's Outdoors as one of his customers. But by the other days, I won't say night, he's a a certified FII uh, instructor with Waterman Survival, leading courses level one and level two in free diving. And that's what we're talking about on the Carolina Outdoors is free diving joe i mentioned people who are doing it for sport you mentioned uh you know uh, spearfishing is big these days a lot of people are learning how to hold their breath go deeper spend more time in the water safely while they're fishing or even sightseeing underwater what about vocational people like um are you training them namely military people uh, seals, naval uh, folks, any kind of military—is that going on with Waterman Survival as well?
1: It is actually the the Waterman Survival part of the FI curriculum was originally designed for the Navy SEAL program, and Martin Stephanik uh, put the put that together. Um, you know, these elite athletes, uh, even during their training, uh, going through their uh, be- before they become seals, there was a. significant dropout rates and the government was spending all this money and and there were certain parts of the pool sessions that just they were losing people left and right so the educational side of breath hold training was introduced to them and and what happened the end result was uh, there was less people dropping out during that particular phase so uh, the education of, of, of hypoxia, signs and symptoms of hypoxia, uh, better understanding how to hold your breath safely for longer periods of time without having a blackout or without having an injury um, was, was was instrumental in that program. But Waterman Survival works for everybody. It's, a, it's not just for elite athletes. We work with uh, rescue swimmers in the Coast Guard. We work with uh, MARSOC in uh, Jacksonville. We work with uh, special forces units, um, all kinds of, of military Uh, Personnel really grasp onto this information, and it really kind of elevates their game as far as safety is concerned. But also helping them progress uh, throughout their career with a better understanding of what they, where their edge actually is, without going over the edge.
0: Um, So, so in the sport uh, at Jesse Brown's, we have a lot of families and stuff that are coming into the sport of fly fishing. I hear about scuba people who are you know being trained as a family and then they'll go on a trip. Are there people, mm-hmm. families, regular folks, uh, to, to say it that way, who are um, coming in for training with Waterman Survival to learn how to free dive?
1: Absolutely. Matter of fact, you know, I've been in Puerto Rico for the last seven weeks. We've had, uh, uh, in the last six out of seven weeks, sold-out classes, and I would say probably half of those students were families, uh, families that travel, uh, families that that are water people and they just want to be more understanding of what they can and can't do underwater. And they don't necessarily want to travel with their scuba gear. So once you learn how to free dive, it's not necessarily meant to replace scuba, but it is a lot easier to travel with free dive equipment than it is with scuba. And uh, you're not really limited to depth. I mean, really in the entry level course, going to 20 meters, 66 feet, there's a lot to see between the surface and 66 feet. But only if, even if you're just snorkeling with your family somewhere and you're in 20 feet, instead of just hanging out at the surface, now you have a better understanding of how to, you know, one up, one down, you know, making sure that you understand that you're, uh, there's things you can and can't do to keep it safe, like, you know, you never want to uh, dive with your snorkel in your mouth, just basic things that are just, uh, you know, safety related. And uh, so these families now have a, a, another uh, – opportunity to enjoy the the ocean without putting a tank on their back and feeling uh, the confidence as parents with their, with their kids uh, that they know they're going to be safe.
0: So after I complete your course and I decide to swim down to 66 feet, how long am I down there? What, what's that really like?
1: Sure. Great question. So with proper technique, our ascent and descent rate is one meter per second. And we talk in meters and free diving mainly just because it's easy, easier to calculate. So a 20-meter dive should take 40 seconds, 20 seconds down and 20 seconds up. So if you're just doing a touch-and-go and you're diving down the line, a 66-foot dive is less than a minute, <clears throat> which is pretty, pretty awesome because the day prior before we take students out to the ocean, we actually do static apnea training where you're holding your breath as long as you can under direct supervision of the instructor and a safety and many of the students just that have never done it before complete beginners are holding their breath between two and four minutes so it's 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 pretty powerful when they're like wow i can hold my breath for a bunch you know several minutes and then the next day they're diving to almost 70 feet and that total dive time is less than a minute
0: wow and we should say, don't try this at home <laughs> without, proper, <laughs> without proper training. And we'll get to that right now. Joe Sheridan has been our guest of Waterman Survival. Joe, how do we sign up, whether we be an elite athlete <clears throat> like uh, yours truly, maybe, or a Navy SEAL, or maybe you're just uh, looking for some adventure with your family and want to do this safe? How do we get with you? Sure.
1: My website is watermansurvival.com. I'm also on social media. I have uh, Facebook at Waterman Survival, and, and then Instagram is just at Waterman Survival as well. Um, you bring up a good point. Waterman Survival is for, for everybody. As long as you can swim, this is a good course for really anybody. Our, our best students tend to be the students that don't know anything. They come to the course with a very open mind, willing to learn. Um, it just kind of Opens your eye, opens your mind to what you're naturally capable of, and I think it's a huge wake-up call, not just for what you can do in the water, but for other aspects of your life. Uh, free diving only works when you relax, and we teach you how to relax through breathing techniques, uh, with your diving reflex kicking in, your body adapting, and so many students uh, are are accomplishing, you know, new personal best goals that they never thought was possible only a couple days prior. And then they just, they're just just asking themselves, like, what else can we do? What else are we not doing? So it's uh, pretty powerful yeah.
0: stuff. Well, you're active in all of those genres. Uh, just type in Waterman Survival and up Joe Sheridan will pop and you can uh, register uh, to meet up and learn how to free dive and do it safely. Joe, thank you as always for joining us here on the Carolina Outdoors.
1: Thank you so much, Bill. I really appreciate it. Good, t- good chatting with you, Wes. Thank you so much, guys.
0: Take care. Thank There's you, Wes Joe. Lawson. I'm Bill Barty. We're back with more after this.